Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession-proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Well, all right, all right, all right. Happy Friday, everyone. It's that time again. Coach Lois here with another episode of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Again, this is a show designed for you, the entrepreneur, the solopreneur, the salesperson to learn how to be your best and highest version of yourself through your health, through your wealth, whatever that means for you. And then, of course, bringing expert guests each week to bring you wisdom, golden nuggets, things that are tried and true that have worked for them. So sharing from their mistakes, their experience, and of course their expertise to guide you and show you the way. I'm super excited to have my friend Lisa here today. We met here in Southern California uh, back in the day when you <laughs> you could get together in person yeah. with ease before the pandemic. And I was so impressed by her confidence and her friendliness and just her groundedness and her energy is is amazing. Um, so I know she's gonna be bringing a lot of amazing energy today and she's a confidence coach who helps people um, get the confidence to do the work their way, kind of like uh, they were born to do, right? And so a big topic that we're gonna talk about today is the topic of people pleasing. She has a master's in psychology, so she's studied um, a lot of, of you know, what's going on in our minds. And I do know that as a recovering people pleaser, I'm really, really excited about this podcast today. So if you guys see value, as always, please hit the share button. And if you're tuning in live, uh, go ahead and let us know where you're tuning in from and comment below, hashtag live. And if you're on the replay, um, go ahead and hit hashtag replay. So Lisa, I'm just gonna turn over to you. I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Um, tell us how you got to be where you are today and then we'll dive right into the topic of the day on people pleasing. Of course. Well, thank you so much, Lois. It's so wonderful to be here with you. I remember when we met as well and just being attracted to, to the energy that you bring. So thank you so much for this opportunity. And hello everyone. It is wonderful to be here with you. So my story with people pleasing it started about five years ago actually and i remember i used to get so anxious before going to sleep whenever there was a big work event that i wouldn't be able to sleep the entire night and i would get so stressed so i would vacillate from anxiety and frust and then into frustration and it was a lot of beating myself up a lot of self-critique and so I would try to overcompensate by working longer hours, doing whatever was wanted of me in the team, not really thinking about boundaries in terms of workload or anything like that. And it got to be a little much. <laughs> got to the point where I started to wonder if I could even cut it in mm. the workplace. 
ways. So um, then I discovered coaching and I've applied a lot of the tools about people pleasing and building your confidence to my own life. And that's how I, I shifted out of it. But I think when, before the show started, you and I were talking and it isn't like you flip a switch and all of a sudden you're done. I mean, at least it has, if you found the switch, please tell me where it is because I have not found that. But there are things you can do to not make it a habit. And there are things that you can do to help yourself hit pause even to stop the behavior and shift your identity with that. Ooh, I like that. I hope you guys are taking notes. Um, this is this is really important stuff. So I, first of all, how there's two questions I have for you, if we can dive right into this, because I think there's some people out there who maybe I, I've heard a ton about people pleasing um, since last year. Uh, and it really is something that I, I looked in the mirror and recognized, oh my gosh, that's me. Um, first question, can you define, you, you said like working long hours, but can you maybe give even more examples of how does one know that they're uh, suffering from people pleasing? Yeah, I think bottom line, people pleasing is lying. Even with the best intentions, it's lying because you're not being truthful to yourself about what you want and you're not expressing it to others. And it comes really deep down what I find most times with myself and with my clients is it's from a need for control. We feel like we need to control. We want them to feel good about us so that we can feel good about us. But we make this roundabout process where in order to feel good about us, they have to feel good about us, which we can't control, but we try to control with our behaviors. Mm. So we get stuck in this cycle. And even if they do feel good about us, we don't really get to truly feel good about us because we're not really there for us. Hmm. It's almost like you become, I know this is what I did, um, wearing a mask and trying to be someone who I wasn't for other people, leaders in my life, mentors in my life. Even sometimes it happens, you might even have a, have a coach who's trying to mold you into a certain path and maybe that's not even where you really are meant to, to go. Would you say any of that is accurate as well? I would agree. And I think high achievers, uh, people also who were, maybe were really good at school, who are pretty smart, they can see oftentimes what other people are wanting. And it's it's easy to shift and we've been rewarded for it our whole life. I mean, you study, you get the yay, you're praised for that. And so you mm -hmm. do those behaviors without even checking in. Is this what I really want? Right on. Yeah, um, I, I can relate to that. I was, um, and I, I, I'm always willing to be vulnerable and maybe you can even build on this because I'm sure with your master's in psychology, you studied this, but like I was born and raised by a single dad and had a lot of, you know, childhood traumas like when my mom left. And I know I at some point made a decision to be a people pleaser by getting straight A's, being the good girl, always following the rules, not making waves. Thankfully that changed later in life because <laughs> now I love to make waves. But <laughs> but don't you think that a lot of uh, a lot of the people pleasing comes from, you know, trauma or false beliefs that have been either, you know, probably projected from others or created in our moment of trying to protect ourselves in that bubble of of, of fear of loss, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, whatever. Yeah, 100%. And I think it comes back to that control. If we fear the abandonment, so we do something we think will help them not abandon us. But we can't make somebody stay. 
We can't make somebody like us. And mm. I think that's one of the hardest things to realize because we have all this evidence for how, but if I did this thing, then they, they responded in this way, but it was still their choice. And even if they like you, they're not really liking you. They're liking this masked version of you. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. Can I ask another question? Because <laughs> this is, um, and this is important because I work with a lot of coaches, podcasters, a lot of people who are where I was um, before the pandemic, before I recognized my people-pleasing habits. And really I was kind of addicted to it. It was like dopamine hits all the time when I said yes and over committing and, oh yes, sir, I'll do that. Yep, uh-huh, yep. And, and I was getting approval right in my mind that was all all up here right no one made me do anything no one held me you know hostage on it was me allowing that to happen but it also put a cap on my income so i could never get that four figure a month monkey off my back and when i released that then i went to five figures a month and beyond do you see that when you work with your clients that are struggling with people pleasing is it impacting their income yeah, I would say it does impact income. Uh, I see it often from a career standpoint in terms of getting that promotion. We think people pleasing will get us farther in our career. And, and that's part of the reason we keep doing it. And it honestly, to a point it can, but is it one, the career you want? Two, is it the way you want to get there? And three, there is a point where the boss no longer wants a yes person. They want somebody who will actually share what they truly believe because that's going to what's, be what spurs the conversation within the team. So that's more from an organization perspective, but I can see how it would apply also to entrepreneurs and, and coaches alike. Right on. Cool. I just want to say hi to Elizabeth. She's one of our our biggest fans showing up here on the podcast and tuning in live from the Southern California desert. So just as a reminder, guys, if you see value in this topic today of people pleasing, do you know someone who struggles uh, with saying no? Do you do you know someone who struggles with, you know, always seeking approval and in, in ways of things like overworking, overcommitting? things of that nature, please hit the share button and, and start start throwing out questions because we only have Lisa here for 30 minutes today. I'd love for you guys to ask questions and not just me. Maybe this would be a good time for you to tell about any testimonials of what you've seen that helped your clients overcome or start, like we said, it's not an overnight success, <laughs> um, start releasing that, that people-pleasing behavior. For sure. And I've, I'll start just with you know, my first client, which was myself, <laughs> as it often is for people in, in this industry. And I remember I used to, this was before I was um, doing my own business. I worked in a position and I would always stay late. I thought I was doing it to help the company. And yes, I was. But if I really got real with myself, I was scared to go home at a reasonable time because of what my boss would think. They wouldn't think I was you know, putting in, I wasn't being a team player. So I would stay late. And mm -hmm. so for me, the first step, and I find this often be true to be true with clients as well, is to allow yourself to feel however you would feel for you to leave. So for me, thinking about leaving work on time, like at the end of the day, would make me feel guilty. So normally what that would mean was, okay, guilt would mean stay at work later and then 
after I've put in so much more time, send a quick email so they could tell and then leave. So what I had to do was say, okay, guilt means go. Guilt means leave the office. Guilt means I'm allowing myself to be willing to feel uncomfortable and show up for me and leave anyways. Mm. I think that that at first was awful feeling. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it wasn't the most fun to feel terrible and not stop doing what I was doing. But it allowed me to get to the point where I was showing up for me. And then eventually the guilt does dissipate. It doesn't, it doesn't stay where you're just feeling guilty every single day. Like you, you release it as you go, as you see you're okay. So that's it's kind of a testimonial from just my own life and my own um, experience in that way. Can wow, I, I have to give you kudos because not many people want to allow emotions and feelings, even though we were born as babies to do that. It, it usually we want to numb our feelings and our emotions and not and, and look the other way. So anyway, I think I interrupted you. Uh, what were you about to say? Well, that, I mean, first off, that's a great point. And that is, I think, a key need for overcoming people pleasing. And, and this gets to actually what I was uh, going to mention next. Lois, I loved your note about dopamine and the dopamine hit you get from people pleasing. <laughs> real <laughs> like let's acknowledge it feels good to be in this place where you kind of feel like you're the reason they like you because of what you did for them so what we want to do when we break this habit of people pleasing i mean it's kind of two things one it's breaking the habit but then two it's shifting your identity but to start breaking the habit we need a new way to get a dopamine hit a way that isn't people pleasing. And so what I like to do, and I actually did this for myself and it's worked well for my clients as well, is I, I call it a self-supporter tracker. I track the times when I wanted to go against my truth, like say yes, do more work, agree to that fun event that is not sounding fun at all, <laughs> really. Um, I track the instances I wanted to people please but didn't. The times wow. when I held my ground. The times when I, even if I didn't um, say no, I, I even just made it a pause to say, let me get back to you so that you give yourself the space to really decide. So anytime you do that, track it, write it you, down, note it. I, I was just thinking we need to create an app for that. Um, you and I, we can go in on that. Um, maybe we'll find an investor We're looking investors. We can create <laughs> A people-pleasing recovery app. I know they have sobriety apps, so people-pleasing there. There's got to be something out there. If not, we'll we'll create it. What do you think, Lisa? Let's do it. We're ready. <laughs> oh boy, this is funny. I have to share. I don't. I'm sorry, guys. When if you don't use Streamyard very often, um, they don't show us your face. So I don't know who is saying this, but hey, wait. I'm people-pleasing by jumping on Lois Coffee's Coffee's program. <laughs> That's right keep doing it keep drinking the kool-aid um here's some good questions from the audience do you mind um oh, let's go for it so sean Waite says he feels like he's on the other end of the spectrum so i assume you mean by not people pleasing where i should care more about what others think but i feel very selfish at times because i i guess that he doesn't care so is this a, a thing as well love that question so what i would say is i mean yes that that is a thing it, it's coming from the intention that you have so it might be that you are stopping people pleasing 
before it happens. Because if people pleasing is about the intention behind the, the behind the behavior. So you are noticing it, still doing what you want, but acknowledging they might be upset. So there might be an inclination to people please that you're not taking. So you're you're already seeing it and stopping yourself from doing it. I also would just ask what, and I don't know uh, if this is really what the question is about, but what is wrong with being selfish? There, there was a note about, you know, being selfish in there, like, oh no, I shouldn't, I should, almost like maybe I should be a giver, I should do that. But I would push back and say, why? Because oftentimes when we think we should should help people, if it's coming from that place of obligation, then it, I mean, it isn't true to us. And then we don't give the other person the opportunity to help themselves. Sometimes the mm. best way to help another is to not do what they even want us to do. Oh, I think Sean can relate. He's one of my dearest friends. So Sean, I think that probably hits home um, because a lot of us, we do it because we want to help other people. And um, oftentimes we got to help ourselves first. We got to fill our own cup before because yes. um, that my cup was so empty. Um, I didn't realize how unhappy I was and how, how like spread thin I was here. I was thinking givers gain. I'm going to help all these people. Zig Ziglar says help. You'll get everything life you want. If you just help enough other people, that doesn't mean you do it in spite of yourself and kill yourself along the way. <laughs> yeah. isn't, isn't there a saying out there? That's like, when you don't know what to do, like help another. And I appreciate the sentiment of that, of supporting one another. But I think people actually do that as a distraction. People are so out of touch with themselves that they just go and do the things that they think will help others because honestly, from a place of lacking their own identity, they don't know what they want. And then it is a form of self-sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what we need to do is hit that pause again. I mean, that's kind of like a theme we're talking about. Hit pause, check in with yourself. If you don't know what you want, wait until you do or try different things out to see what resonates with you instead of immediately doing what you know they want you to do. Even from a good intentioned place, if we constantly do that to distract ourselves from being in touch with our self, we never get to know us. And that is what the world is waiting to know, to be, to resonate with. That's what mm. you're here to do. So that's mm. what, it takes courage. It isn't oh always easy, but. It goes with, and I figured out who our uh, our maskless person is. So this is this is Frank. He's going to be on the podcast, guys, two weeks from today. Thank you, Frank, for being a promoter. He's been amazing. He says, "What's a great way to break the cycle? Go cold turkey." Well, I think we already agreed that you can't go cold turkey. Um, I personally don't think I used to be health and fitness coach. Cold turkey is actually usually uh, another form of self-sabotage, the all or nothing approach. Wouldn't you agree, Lisa? I would completely agree. And thank you, Frank, for this question. So then what I would advise is uh, there, there's the two sides, there's the habit, and then there's the identity piece. So I would start first with that self-supporter tracker. Help yourself see how you're not people pleasing. Because I mean, even through this whole thing, we've we've kind of joked around about how we're recovering people pleasers. But I actually tell my clients like not to call themselves that anymore. Like we're not recovering people pleasers. We can't be a behavior. 
we, we can't be an intention. Mm. That's the thing we did from a certain intention. It's not who we are. So let's stay away from that label. And instead, what I like to do is start calling myself a self-supporter. I'm like relabeling myself, owning that as is who I am instead. And so, so Frank, it's start that self-supporter tracker. And then also, Lois, I don't want to get too teachy here. Um, there are five steps that I do find to help. Are you okay if I just quickly... Sure. Knock them out, knock them out. And just as a general reminder, if you guys are just joining us, comment below if you have questions. We got about another 11 minutes or so, and I know we're willing to go a little bit over today, right, Lisa? Because this topic is near and dear to my heart, and I find a lot of people in the pandemic recognized it um, because they, they had the big pause that forced them to look <laughs> in the mirror, even though it's painful as hell, right? And if you see value, um, hit the hit the share button. Okay, so go ahead, take it away. Awesome. So the first step is we need to identify the symptoms. So so I was sharing earlier about how I would stay late at work because I would feel guilty if I left. So for me, my symptom was the feeling of guilt. What about for you? Is it anxiety about what someone will think if you don't agree? Is it um, maybe it's not a feeling, but an actual discomfort? You start to notice maybe your cheeks tingle. Maybe you feel it in the pit of your stomach. You want to start identifying those symptoms. You don't have to try to change them yet. That's not the goal. This very first step, you just want to start to notice. Because once you build the awareness, then you won't notice it after you people pleased. You'll notice it right before. We want to build that because that is our point that we can shift is before the behavior and before the behavior is the symptom. And that's a feeling, either a physical or emotional. Sometimes it's a thought as well, or even just a general knowing inside. Like you kind of know you don't want to do that or you're not being truthful. That indication, that's your symptom. And the second step, which we've talked about already, is to pause. You build a pause point. That's you know, easy to say, harder to implement, but some ways I will do that myself is I will take a sip of water. Like if I'm in a meeting and I can't like leave the room before I respond, take a sip of water. Hmm. Uh, if they want immediate response, I will talk out my answer. I will say, hey, I can't tell you exactly what I think. Here are the different points I'm reflecting on now. And I'll share that. And then I'll say, I will get back to you after I've had more time to make sure that, you know, I'm really getting to the heart of your question. Mm, and being true to yourself. Yeah, yes, that's, that's so key. Cause when we pause, sometimes what people do is they'll say, oh, I'll RSVP later. And then they like never follow up. <laughs> that's not what we mean. Cause that's kind of another form of people pleasing where you don't want to upset them. So you just kind of ghost them. Only don't respond if that feels truly what, like what you want to do. Um, so, so that's the second step is to pause. And then the third step, you want to check in with yourself. You want to ask yourself what you think. And sometimes I'll even tell people before they're going into a meeting, if they know what the meeting's about, ahead of time, ask themselves their opinion. Some of us need more time to process and to think about it. So if you can ask yourself ahead of time and already know what you think, knowing it might change, but at least then you have some gut, the gut check for yourself. Awesome. Perfect. Not, uh, that's the third step. And then you want to decide, which you basically do once you do that internal checkpoint, you see where you're at. And a decision is yes, no, or I don't know. That's allowed. And then fifth, 
is that commitment to actually act upon it. And that's where you have to be willing to feel the guilt or the anxiety or really give up the control of how the other person's gonna respond. So that was a really long answer to your question, uh, but those are the five steps that I find to really help you immediately start to make those shifts. No, I think that's great. So Frank, great question, because now we got some, some, some tips, some key tips. We have another question um, from Sean, and I, I, I chuckle because I can think of at least three industries on this one, but do you think certain industries attract more people pleasers like he's he works with a lot of real estate professionals i was a realtor and i remember very clearly lisa i didn't work nights and weekends i had people if they were going to hire me and they expected me to jump every time my phone rang i they were not my client because i wanted a life i wanted balance so i wasn't a people pleaser at the time but i was surrounded by a lot of workaholics and people who had to have their phone on 24 7. so i i could relate with that sean but what do you think? Is it industry specific or is it, I don't know. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way before. Hearing that question, what what came up for me was anyone in a helping profession, I could see they're wanting to help and so, not that you are always a people pleaser if you're in that profession, but um, somebody maybe who's a therapist or social worker or something along there, I could see it coming up. Um, also consultants, I mean, they have clients that they're wanting to serve and often at any hour, like you're saying with real estate. So I could see it coming up a lot there. So it might be more that there's more opportunities for it to present itself or attributes of the job do attract people who, who really like to people, please. Uh, that, that could be. I think it also comes down to too, are you full-time or are you part-time? Because I found in, in network marketing and my, my, my journey and my experience, a lot of times when we have part-time side hustles or plan Bs and things of that nature, that's actually what led me to become more of a people pleaser because I thought I had to be available seven days a week because there was some kind of scarcity. I also think people pleasing has a seed of scarcity, uh, fear of loss, FOMO fear of missing out. Like I got to be on Facebook all the time to respond to someone. I got to check my email all the time. I got to have my texts on all the time and respond in a nanosecond. So they still like me, you know? So, um, that was my personal experience. So I, I, I actually now want to coach network marketers and holistic healers. Oftentimes they want to heal, uh, right. They want to be there and, um, you got to heal yourself and take care of, yourself, there's more than enough, right? Wouldn't you say a good way to not only be a self-supporter is to have an abundant philosophy or mindset to help you remind yourself you are more than enough and there's always enough time, there's always an, enough opportunities to help you combat that? I would completely agree. And, and this makes me think, I, I think sometimes we confuse helping with people pleasing. Every helping behavior isn't people pleasing. It comes down to, do I genuinely want to do this or am I doing it because I think they'll feel a certain way if I do it. So I'm giving up who I am in a way to make them feel a way so I can feel good. So it comes back to that piece around the genuineness of it in terms of, do I want to, is this true for me? Mm because we can be in the helping field and not be people pleasing. Or we can be in a job we don't like, doing an activity we don't love, and it doesn't make it people pleasing, 
unless we're aligned to ourselves. Because sometimes there's activities in a job. Yeah, I don't love doing this, but I see how it could help me further out in my career. So even though I don't like it in the short term, genuinely long term, this will help. This is good. This I can see is true for me. I don't have to lie about it and pretend I love it, but I can find ways to enjoy it. I can find ways to make it work for me. I can tell myself there are things about it that do matter. I can help myself to see that. Well, and I think for me too, this is one more symptom. And if uh, we'll take time for one more question. So if anybody has one more question, please comment below quickly before we wrap it up. For me, another symptom of people pleasing was chronic fatigue, exhaustion, um, digestive issues, health issues, um, because I was doing too much, you know, on that hamster wheel, saying yes to too many people, thinking I had to because I had to work hard in order to be successful, right? That was the lie I told myself. And now I'm like, whew, I'm not doing that anymore because my health started yeah. to fall apart. And when I started taking weekends off and nights and weekends off again, like I had way, way back in the day when I was way more balanced and not a people pleaser, oh my gosh, um, I'm coming down on my thyroid medication, my digestion's improved, my sleep is better. Have you seen that as a, another common side effect of people pleasing? Yeah, yeah, but people burn out, whether it's emotional and that's where it ends or whether it takes on this physical component that you're describing. And I mean, the culture we live in <laughs> promotes people pleasing. What a lot of bosses, want people pleasing. A lot of clients benefit from you people pleasing. So it does take courage to stay true to yourself. And courage, unlike confidence, feels kind of terrible. <laughs> because mm. you're like, I don't know how this will turn out. I've surrendered my control of how the other person's going to feel. And I'm still showing up doing this thing for me anyways. Mm. Wow, you just made me think of a really sad statement and I, I, I don't wanna offend anyone here, but I have to share this. Um, I heard this and I wish I could go back and really understand the statement because I didn't see it as a people pleasing thing. But I had a woman in corporate America who told me if she needed to get something done, she knew she could always give it to one of her alcoholic employees because they wouldn't say no, they would say yes because that was a symptom for them of, of people pleasing, just saying, yep, give me more. Give me more. I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine hearing someone say that? And and we have a society that's addicted to a lot of things, whether it's Netflix, whether it's work, whether it's substances, whether it's, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. That's yeah. brutal. And I think what, I mean, that is a, a call to all of us that while society doesn't necessarily promote supporting yourself over people pleasing, it's not going to change until the individuals change, until the individuals are willing to take that step, to say no, to not agree. And it's going to feel terrible, but it is a gift to you. And it's also what all of us in this world can do to make, make this world ultimately a better place because then we all get to be us. And that's what we're meant to be. That's why we're all here, to get to be us and to share us. Mm, your true highest and best version of yourself. I think that's a perfect segue 
awesome to tell us where can people find you, Lisa, and tell them about your confidence guide, your free gift that I've now put on the screen, guys. And I'm also going to drop it below in the comments and put it in the show notes as well. Awesome. Thank you. So you can find me at beliefseed.com. And then for some free resources, if you go to beliefseed.com and then slash confidence dash guide, I have some pretty awesome resources for you there. So the 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 main one that I I want to make sure to highlight here is a ebook and it's 40 pages about the five myths that often stop us from fully showing up as us. They're mm-hmm. myths that society has taught us, not from a, you know, to try to keep us down may, maybe, but they're not even intentionally taken in, but they block us from accessing who we are. So when we know what these myths are, we can start to shift out of them, we can break through them, and we can feel more confident, whether it's at work, whether it's uh, with your clients, whether it's with your family. Um, so I wanna offer that to you, you can get that there. I also have some different uh, webinars that are recorded there for different topics for anyone interested and an opportunity to do a consult call with me as well. If you really wanna dive deep about confidence, talk with me one-on-one, get an idea of your specific blockers and we'll diagnose kind of what's going on and talk about what your next steps can be for you. So that's what I have to share with you today. That's amazing. That's incredible. All of that for free, you guys. Please go so much fun putting it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, hit the share button on this. I just got a couple of announcements and then I want to ask um, uh, Lisa our closing question that I ask of all of my guests. I want to guys, uh, first of all, I'm excited. Next Tuesday, I celebrate my first year anniversary, hopefully first of many years of my podcast. I want to give a shout out to Josh Field for sending me this gorgeous mug that now is going to be deemed my weekly podcast show mug, just so you know, Josh, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, But celebrating a year, and I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. What have I learned about myself through this journey? Um, Because I was just uncovering my people-pleasing, actually, just before I launched this podcast. So I was terrified to launch this podcast, imposter syndrome, all of the fears. I mean, I cried a lot of tears because I I was afraid. I didn't have the confidence to show up as the real Lois, fear of judgment, the whole nine yards. And then how did I turn that and make six figures in the first nine months of launching my podcast? I'm also bringing on my coach who helped me do that. He's going to be making a cameo appearance and I'm giving away $2,000 worth of coaching for those who want to um, experience my lead generation and mastery coaching, increasing your sales results in less time. So tune in, tune out, sign up on this link to register. You've got to register for the prize on that page. You've got to show up during the live, which is Tuesday from 3 to 4 p.m., Pacific. I try to pick a time. <laughs> I know my Europeans are probably like, but I try to pick a time that is is reasonable, hopefully for everyone. I've got so many time zones represented here. And then I'm going to be giving away a lot of value, of course, on that call. So tune in, show up, show out. And then just one last um, kind of teaser for my August five day challenge. If you want to generate five um, over five days, 100 leads and how to follow up with excellence in this new normal. Um, I'm re-releasing that version 2.0 um, for the last time this year for free. Otherwise, you normally have to pay 500 bucks. So sign up at loiskofi.com forward slash challenge. And I hope to see you guys at one or both 
of those opportunities. So last question that I always ask um, ultimately is, you know, when you think of or hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, Lisa, what does that mean for you? Love that question. And thank you for those awesome new resources that you're doing with the challenge and the anniversary episode as well. Um, so for me, healthy, wealthy, and wise, it really is about taking that veil off the mask and showing up as you, bringing your full self to the table. That's what you're here for. And that's your gift to share with yourself for one and with the world. So when we can show up in that way, when we can have the confidence to do that for ourselves, we better the planet, we better our own self as well. So that's what it means to me to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yeah, it's 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 so true. You're impacting the collective consciousness. If you don't know what that means, we'll talk about that another day, but you're impacting the universe when you show up as your highest and best self. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for bringing your, your wisdom and knowledge today, Lisa. Again, if you guys saw value, um, not only hit the share button, um, make sure if you're seeing this in YouTube or you're finding this on someone's page right now, maybe for the first time, never heard of this show, join Lisa, myself, and all of my amazing like-minded friends. There's over a thousand of us inside of my Facebook community now. I'm so excited to have this positive, supportive, like-minded group of, of go-givers but not people pleasers, right? <laughs> Self supporters inside of, I'll never say I'm a recovering people pleaser after today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, anyway, join us at healthyandwealthyandwise.com or look for us on Facebook at healthy and letter N, wealthy, letter N, wise um, podcast community. Invite your friends, because um, this is always gonna be real talk, um, no scripts no pitches. Um, we just really want you guys to self-discover um, all the best health and wealth that's meant for you because you are worthy. You are awesome. We love you. Thanks for tuning in and tuning out. Until next time, next Friday, we have Dana Hagstrom, who is a lead magnet ex expert on how to generate leads while you sleep. Get those leads in with a valuable lead magnet. And of course, follow up. Follow up. Fortune is always in the follow-up. How do you do that in this new normal? So tune in next Friday, same time, same channel. Again, Coach Lois here signing off. Until then, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at Lois at LoisKofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.